Hey guys, this is Chelsea Eithoven and you're listening to Vibrancy Radio. I spent the better part of two decades in pursuit of shrinking my body, but diet after diet, I still never felt enough. And I don't know about you, but the last word I would use to describe myself while on a diet is vibrant. After becoming a certified health and nutrition coach, I finally dropped the diets, learned to trust my body again, and rediscovered the vibrancy that was within me all along. And now I help women like you do the same. Vibrancy Radio is your new go-to resource for science-backed nutritional knowledge, major mindset shifts, and body image breakthroughs. So if you're ready to stop feeling so dang stressed about food all the time and start focusing on all the things that make you unique and vibrant, then welcome to the show. Oh, hey there. Welcome back to Vibrancy Radio and happy 2021. Oh my gosh, we made it y'all. 2020 was a lot, but we made it. And I say this and I haven't even made it yet to 2021 because I record these ahead of time. It is currently December 21st of 2020, but this podcast is going to be dropping in January. This is my first podcast that I'll be dropping in 2021. So excited about it. And I feel like this is a really good one for going into the new year. No matter what your new year goal is, this concept will help you. So today we're going to be talking about going from problem focused to solution focused. And this is so, so good. This is so good. This is like how you can almost coach yourself. So if you can't afford coaching or are not ready to invest in coaching in whatever area you're trying to improve, this concept can really, really help you be able to coach yourself. So I'm so excited to share this with you today. But before I share that with you, I've actually been having a lot of fun sharing with you random, just random things that I've been enjoying before I dive into the topic. So, and I kind of just talk about these on the fly, like I don't plan them or anything. It's just whatever I'm excited about that I want to share with you because you might be excited about it too. So last week I was talking about Beelixer, and I've been using that for focus, and I'm still really, really loving that. And I'm going to be talking more about focus and strategies for working from home and like staying on topic and staying productive because that's something I've really been struggling with, and I'll probably dive more into that soon. But I've really been looking for lots of solutions to help me stay on task and basically get shit done, you know, because that's a struggle for me. So I talked about the Belixir and that was awesome. And like, I'm all about a supplement. I'm all about, you know, things that can help us like purchasing things that can help us be productive. But really what the thing is, is like, finding tools and strategies that actually work for you. You can't just buy your way into a better life. You have to you have to make some changes in yourself if you want anything to change. You know what I mean? So I have actually, although I did buy another tool to kind of help me, but this is also a strategy that's been really helping me. And if you are somebody that gets bored of planners or has so far just felt like planners you haven't found the perfect right one that has everything you want to put in it, then 
you might really enjoy bullet journaling. And that is my latest obsession, okay, is bullet journaling. I got a bullet journal on Saturday. It is Monday. And I have just been obsessively filling out this bullet journal. And it is so much fun. Number one, I'm not doing like the fancy, the fancy bullet journaling that you see people doing. Like I'm starting out really, really, really simple, but it has just been a game changer. For some reason, it just works the way my brain works. I don't know how to explain it. Like the system that the guy who created it, who I think it's Ryder Kelly, I could totally be wrong. Probably shouldn't have even said that. But you know, the guy who created it, he the, he created this very simple system. And I was always, I know I'm like way behind the trend on this, but I always just thought bullet journaling was all the the really pretty different outlines and like all these different layouts that were so elaborate. And I was like, that is way too much. I can't handle that. I just need something like already done for me. And I've realized that he's created a system that makes it really easy to stay organized and to not let tasks like slip through the cracks, which ends up happening to me because I had my notes in on my notes app. And then I had some things on Google Docs. And then I had two different notebooks, like don't understand why I had two different notebooks, but then I also had a planner. And so it was so confusing. Whenever I went to refer back to any information, I was like, where the heck did I write it? Oh yeah. And I also had Google Calendar. So I'm like, where did I write it? I don't remember. I know this information is somewhere, but I have no freaking clue how to find it. And so the thing about the bullet journal is you keep everything in the same place. So I started out my bullet journal with a yearly and annual an annual spread. And this is what the guy who created bullet journal suggests. So I have each month written down and I always forget people's birthdays. So I wrote down people's birthdays and also just big things that are coming in the months so that I can kind of look back on that as I'm planning each month and remember what's coming up so that I don't forget. Because a big thing with me is like, I want to start improving my relationships. And a big thing about my relationships is that I forget. I forget birthdays. And so then I don't send a gift. I forget, you know, I like that kind of stuff is really hard for me to keep up with. So having my birthdays in there. So say like I have two birthdays in February coming up. And so in January, on my January to-do list, I look back on my months and I said, okay, those birthdays are coming up. So in January, I'm going to start thinking about birthday gifts and actually get the presents in the mail on time so I can, you know, be a better human (laughs) in relationships. So you have your annual, your annual kind of, what did I call it? Annual spread is what he calls it. And then each month you write out, you can do a little schedule and then also a monthly to-do list. And so then all those things that kind of also tend to slip through the cracks, you have it all in one place. If you need to get your oil changed, again, if you need to buy presents for somebody, because like the work stuff that I do day after day after day, I can pretty much remember for the most part but some of those other like outlier things I just completely forget about and so then you have your monthly to-do list and then you transfer that to each week and you do a weekly to-do list and then you transfer it to a daily to-do list and I know it sounds confusing but the way my brain works it makes so much sense. And it has been so much fun. I have all my habit trackers all in. I put my habit trackers inside my bullet journal. 
just everything. It's like my latest obsession. Is anyone else a bullet journaler out there? It is so much fun. And if you guys are interested in this, I could totally do a whole podcast once I get the swing of things, right? Right? Because right now I'm like in the very beginning of it. So I'm super excited and I want to share everything with you now. But honestly, we're going to have to wait a little bit and see which systems work in the long term. And then I can share with you later. So if you're interested in that and you want to podcast all about bullet journaling, go follow me on Instagram at Bright Light And pretty soon I'm going to be doing like some polls and asking you about what you want to hear on the podcast, what episodes you've enjoyed so that I can know to kind of go down that route more and do more things of what you enjoy here and give you what you want to hear. Because in my opinion, I like to bring in all these different things, right? Talk about bullet journaling and organizing and focus and all that, because I believe health is holistic. I believe in a holistic approach. So that means that when we're talking about health, I'm not just talking about what you're eating and what you're drinking and what you're doing at the gym, right? We're looking at your overall happiness, your overall contentment in life. Like what is your, how's your mental health? How's your spiritual health? How are your relationships with other people? How is your relationship with yourself? Because all of these things are going to affect your physical health, right? And I didn't realize this when I was younger, And now I realize it and it's made a big difference. So that's why I kind of chat about bullet journaling. I chat about like spiritual health. We talk about human design. We're all over the place, but it all connects back to helping us live our very best life, reach some of the goals that we are striving to reach and be healthier and happier, right? All right. So anyways, yeah, so that's bullet journaling. And I totally wrote my podcast outline in my bullet journal. (gasps) Oh, it's just so exciting. I get so excited about new stuff. (laughs) So anyways, but let's move on to today's topic. So like I said, today, we're going to be talking about going from problem focused to solution focused. And you might have no idea what that even means, but don't worry, we're going to talk about it. So why did I think that this topic was so important that I needed to do a podcast on it? Well, because this quality is one of the top qualities I see in clients that the clients that I have that are successful and they go all the way through the program and they reach the goal that they wanted to reach. This is one of the top qualities that they have. And that is that they shift from being problem focused to solution focused. And they make this mindset shift. And no matter what the goal is, right? No matter what your goal is, if you're trying to make more money, if you're trying to improve your physical health, if you're trying to, whatever your goal is, right? There are going to be barriers. There are going to be problems. There are going to be potential for excuses that come up. And it's not whether or not these things are going to come up, right? We hope that it's going to be smooth sailing on the way to our goal. But the reality is, things come up. We're human. We live in a world where that is like not 100% predictable, right? Things are going to come up. And so it's not a matter of whether or not things are going to come up and that's going to be determine whether or not you reach your goal. It's knowing that things are going to come up. And, and the real question is, how are you going to handle it when things come up, when problems arise, right? So 
of course, today we're just going to be talking about, when we're talking about these problems, quote unquote, we're going to be talking about things that commonly come up on a journey to improving your health habits, becoming more consistent with your health habits, and or weight management, right? That's what a lot of you guys follow me for and want to hear about, so that's what we're going to talk about. But again, this mindset can transfer over to pretty much any goal that you have, whether it is making more money or improving your career or or becoming more consistent in a morning routine or whatever it is that you want to do this year. I think this podcast can be super helpful for you to achieve your 2021 resolutions if you are a resolutions person. So what kind of problems come up on a journey to improving your health habits and weight management? What kind of problems end up coming up over and over again? These are the ones that I struggled with in the past, still struggle with sometimes, of course, I'm human, and also that I hear over and over and over again from clients, right? These are the things that these come up and they end up just throwing in the towel, right? What are these things? Weekends, hello, definitely weekends, vacations, holidays, if they run out of groceries, If they forget to buy veggies or their veggies go bad in the fridge, right? The infamous bag of spinach that wilted and is just sitting there staring at you in your fridge as you're pulling out your leftover pizza. (laughs) Going to a party or a get together and there's no quote unquote healthy options. So all the options are either fried or sugary foods. Some other problems are weeknights. I've heard weeknights a lot because weeknights are busy, right? Weeknights can get super busy, especially for people who are moms and the weeknight is, you know, everybody's home from school, everybody's home from work, you're cooking dinner, you're putting kids to bed, you're giving kids baths, yada, yada. So weeknights can get really busy and throw people off. Something else that is a perceived problem that comes up, people bringing in treats at work, right? The donuts in the break room, the cookies in the break room, the holiday treats, all that kind of stuff. Wanting to let loose on the weekends. So I said weekends in the beginning, but you know, the idea that like weekends are your time to quote unquote let loose for a lot of people, this is a perceived problem that they come up against over and over again on the way to their goal is some another kind of random problem, but it happens sometimes. You could cook a meal and accidentally burn it, right? And then you don't have a meal. You might be on a road trip and the only thing available is fast food. Maybe your barrier is that your your family doesn't cook healthy meals, quote unquote, healthy meals. I keep saying quote unquote to healthy because I'm going to talk about probably on an upcoming podcast soon. I'm going to stop using the words healthy and unhealthy to describe food because it's an easy way to categorize food, but I don't really believe in that as a concept. Like I logically, I know that I don't think any foods are healthy or unhealthy. I think a healthy diet is a balanced diet and it can include every single food on the face of the earth. So anyways, so I keep saying quote unquote healthy and that's why, because you guys It's easier to conceptualize when we have a word for it, right? So your family doesn't cook healthy meals. Or maybe you have a husband or a partner or a roommate and they don't eat the same way as you. These are all things that are perceived problems, barriers, and or reasons to kind of throw in the towel when it comes to achieving your goals. 
And I want you to ask yourself, as you were listening to this list, were you hearing problems? Were you hearing things in the past that have led you to, quote unquote, throw in the towel or just say, ugh, screw it. See, this is why I'm not at my goal weight. This is why I don't feel good in my body. This is why yada yada. Were you hearing problems or were you hearing solutions? If you heard problems and you were like, oh yeah, I definitely relate. That's definitely a reason that I have just kind of given up before then this podcast is for you, my friend. Okay. All of these are our perceived problems, but we are going to do a big mindset shift today. And the mindset shift that I encourage you to make that no matter your goal is going to get you closer to your goal is to look at problems as either teachers or solutions waiting to happen. I'm going to repeat that because this is such a big concept and this is the whole point of this podcast. And if you can make this one mindset shift, I know I've said this before, but if you can make this one mindset shift, a lot in your world will change in a positive way. Problems are either teachers or solutions waiting to happen. So problems through this lens, right, if we're putting on these glasses to look at our problems through versus our problem-focused, so these are our solution-focused glasses that we are now looking at everything through. These are our rose-colored glasses, okay? Through these new lens, this new lens of looking at things, problems are not a reason to give up on what you want, or to give up on your goals that you've set for yourself. Instead, they're an opportunity to flex your creative muscle, to get super creative and say, you know, I've ran up against a problem and it is this is either a teacher or a solution waiting to happen. So what can I learn from this and how can I shift this around and find the solution? Because in my eyes, there is a solution to every single problem. Now, listen, a lot of us don't want to hear this (laughs) because we're like, okay, a lot of times the solution is a little bit harder than just doing what you automatically do, right? If you're on a road trip and you want an excuse to just eat fast food all day and 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 eat junk food from the gas station all day, it's a lot easier to just use that as an excuse to do what you want versus looking for the solution, which may take a little bit more time or effort, right? So it's really about determining what do you want and how badly do you want it? Do you really want it? Is it worth changing your behavior and kind of dropping some of these excuses? I don't think everything's an excuse, but I do think some things we have, you know, like I I don't think like, I definitely am not one of those people who's like, if you don't have it yet, then you just don't want it bad enough. You you just need more willpower, right? But I do think that if we shift our way of thinking and we know that there's a solution 
to some of these perceived problems, then the thought process really is then, do I want to? I know there's a solution. Now, which choice do I want to make, right? Because everything in life is a choice. The idea that all these problems, there's no solutions to them is really, it kind of like makes it feel like it's taking away your choice, right? Well, I have no choice but to eat fast food. So that that's why my body feels the way it feels, you know? That's not true. You have a choice. So acknowledge the fact that you have a choice, right? And a lot of times in these situations, it's not an issue of having enough willpower, but it's really just an issue of not having enough creativity or not tapping into your creativity that I know you have. (laughs) Okay, so, so far I've just been kind of talking about the concept. Now, I actually want to teach you how to put this into practice, Okay, so I I want you to right now get out a piece of paper and a pen. Seriously, do it. Or if you're driving, obviously, just listen. But maybe later you could take out a piece of paper and a pen and do this with me. Because if you actually do this activity with me, it will be easier to conceptualize and you will actually have more of a chance of at least making one shift in one of these situations, right? So versus just listening to this podcast, forgetting about it and never picking it up again, right? So let's put it into practice, okay? So right now you've got your paper and your pen. I want you to write down what is the number one situation or quote unquote problem that you encounter in achieving a goal you've set for yourself. So if we're talking about health and weight management, what is the thing that comes up for you over and over and over again, right? Is it the weekends? Is it alcohol? Is it being with your friends and and drinking way too much? And then that like kind of flurries into bad food choices, not bad food choices, but food choices that you didn't plan on making that aren't getting you closer to your goals. What is it? Just write down the number one thing that tends to come up for you And that's the one problem we are going to work on solving today, okay? So now I'm going to give you, so that's your problem. And a lot of times when we're looking at that problem, we're just focusing on the problem. And we're like, all right, well, there's my my reason to give up, (laughs) right? But I want to give you a formula to become more solution-focused. So to go from problem-focused to solution-focused, this is what you're going to do you're going to ask yourself three questions. Whenever one of these things come up for you, whenever it comes up for you that there's an issue or a problem or something that's just like causing you to want to throw in the towel, you're going to ask yourself these three questions. And I want you to write these three questions down. Number one, what's the solution? So simple, right? What's the solution? Question number two, what's the lesson? And question number three, how can I make it as easy as possible to follow through with the solution? Those are your three questions you're going to ask yourself, okay? So write those down because, again, you can use this formula over and over and over and over again. And I actually highly recommend doing this immediately after something comes up, like a problem comes up. So say you just came out of a weekend where you just kind of drank yourself into oblivion and ate junk all weekend, which P.S., 
I did. I, I, I had a lot of alcohol this past weekend. And I also ate Papa John's two times in one day yesterday because <laughs> we didn't have any food. We had no, we're about to leave for our Christmas vacation to Florida where I'm from. I'm from Orlando, Florida. And we are about to leave Memphis and go to Florida. So we have hardly any groceries because we're kind of like cleaning things out. <laughs> so I had Papa John's for lunch and dinner yesterday and I my stomach did not feel good at the end of the night. I will tell you that much. So which, by the way, is totally fine and is not an issue, and I don't perceive it as an issue. But let's say I didn't plan on doing that, and I wanted to eat healthy on the weekend, and quote-unquote healthy, <laughs> and I, I did that anyways, then I would sit down on this Monday morning and ask myself these three questions. So let's dive into the questions a little bit deeper, and then we'll get into some specific examples, again, of things that clients have always like come up against, come up against over and over and over again, and things that I see are really common. And then you'll have an idea how to like really put this into practice. Okay, so the three questions. Number one, what's the solution? When you're asking yourself this, I want you to think objectively. Because when we're thinking about our own problems, a lot of times, again, our brain is really stubborn. And it's like, no, there's no solution. That's why I just ate the fast food. No, there's no solution. I, there's no solution. It, our brain is just stubborn, okay? So I want you to think about as if you were a friend came to you with this problem, what would you offer them as a solution, right? Think objectively about this. So no excuses. I want you to just come up with one solution, even if it's not perfect. There is guaranteed a solution that you could think of that will be a little bit better than whatever you typically do, right? So that's question number one. Question number two, what's the lesson? So if we're looking at problems as either teachers or solutions waiting to happen, then they could also be both, right? So what's the lesson? What could you learn from the last time this situation came up? What could you learn about this situation? And what could you learn about yourself? What's the lesson that could be coming from this situation? Because when, 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 when things that we perceive as not ideal keep coming up over and over and over again, there might be a lesson in there that you need to learn, right? Okay, question number three, how can I make it as easy as possible to follow through with the solution? Or in other words, how can I make it as easy as possible to follow through with what I know will serve my highest self in the long run? So the goal of this podcast, this entire podcast, is to better be able to serve your highest self in the long run, right? A lot of times when these problems come up, weekends, vacations, you know, feeling like you only have fast food available on a road trip, your husband or your family member doesn't eat the same way you do. Those are all kind of reasons to not follow through with what you want in the long run, right? What you want in the long run is those big goals you set for yourself. What goals did you set for yourself for 2021? And if every in every little moment and every time something comes up that you in the moment that you want or that you feel throws you off from your goal, if you're deterred by every single one of those little things, then you're not going to be serving yourself in the long run, your highest self, right? You're just serving yourself in the moment. You're you're feeding that critter brain, which your critter brain is the part of your brain that just really is impulsive and wants things 
right now in the moment, right? I don't know if that made sense. But anyways, let's let's get into some actual examples so that you can see how this actually works going to a solution focused way of thinking because the examples will really help it make sense to you. Okay, so the first example, the first circumstance we're going to talk about that comes up that people perceive as a problem is busy weeknights. I hear this one a lot. And and the weeknight changes for different people, right? Some people like I've had a client say it was Monday nights because Monday nights, just Mondays were so crazy for her. She had a lot going on. Another client, it was Thursday nights, right? Another client, it was Friday nights. It just depends. So, but weeknights come up over and over and over again. Now, if you're looking at this through a problem-focused lens, you might say something that sounds a little bit like this. You might be like, oh my gosh, my weeknights are so busy I always end up just kind of grabbing whatever is convenient, and that's usually the convenient foods are never the good foods, right? It's fast food, it's pizza. I wish I was less busy. Or you might say, when I'm less busy, I'll commit to my health, or I'll finally start losing weight, or whatever it is. Have you ever said this, or have you ever heard someone say this? I have a lot of the time. And The thing about this is it doesn't seem problem focused, but it is, right? Because it's focusing on the problem. The problem is that weeknights are really busy, right? And it's assuming that there is no solution at all, right? It's, It's assuming that the only kind of, it's assuming that fast food is the only kind of quick food, right? So like there's a difference between fast food and quick food, right? Because quick food is food that's just quick to make, right? It's like you throw it together, right? A sandwich is quick food. It takes you two seconds to make a sandwich. Probably takes you less time to make a sandwich than it does to go through a drive-thru because sometimes like a drive-thru can be a situation, right? So you're assuming this, this kind of statement assumes that the only quick food is fast food and that's just not true. It also takes the responsibility to solve this problem. It takes it off of you because it feels unsolvable, right? To just say, well, I'm busy during the weeknights. That feels like an unsolvable problem, right? You can't stop bringing your kid to baseball practice. You can't, you know, leave work earlier. You can't, you know, whatever it is, you can't not I don't know, whatever you have to do on the weeknights, (laughs) it feels unsolvable. But that's simply not true. That's because you're looking at it through a problem focused lens. So let's turn it around and let's look at it through a solution focused lens. And we're going to ask ourselves those three questions, right? So the first question, what's the solution? Simple solution. If I were answering this for a friend, Again, if I was looking at this not through a lens of my own problem, I was thinking about it if a friend asked me how to solve this, well, I would say, you know, an easy solution is to have low to no prep meals ready to go at the house on busy nights. So like, not that you have to go to the store that night and pick up the food, you have it at your house, low prep or no prep dinners, right? That's your solution. Number two, what's the lesson that you could learn from this situation? If it keeps coming up over and over again, there's there might be a lesson to learn. Well, the lesson might be when I'm busy, I'm much less likely to do super time-consuming cooking activities. That's the thing that falls to the wayside, right? So that means that I've learned something about myself 
and about that circumstance. So that means that I need to set myself up for success by having that stuff already at the house, that low to no prep food already at the house. So that's your lesson, right? And you can use that lesson in many other circumstances. That'll come up time and time again. Weeknights are not the only time that you're probably busy, right? In today's day and age. (laughs) And number three, how can you make it as easy as possible to follow through with that solution? So the solution was have low to no prep meals. How could you make that easy? I'm going to give you a bunch of suggestions here because there are so many ways. And I would totally suggest you do this for yourself. Write out a list of as many ways as possible that you can make it easy on yourself. And here's why. Because the human the human brain is basically wired to be lazy, to look for the easy way out. And if you do this, don't be hard on yourself but just understand it and work with it instead of against it. So why is the human brain wired to seek the easy way out? Well, again, going back to that critter brain, the human brain is basically, there is a part of our, there's different parts of our human brain, but the one that I talk about the most is the critter brain, right? Which is not really the critter brain. It's the brain stem or the basal ganglia. And I always like never know if I'm saying that right until I'm on a podcast. I really need to like YouTube it. You know how you can YouTube words and it'll like say it for you out loud (laughs) to make sure you're pronouncing it correct. I need to do that because every time I say that word, I'm like, am I saying it correct? I don't know. I've only read about it. Haven't really listened about it. Listened about it. Does that make sense? Whatever. So anyways, this part of your brain is the only thing it cares about is survival. And guess what? helps people have a better chance of survival if they save their energy, right? So we always go back to the Paleolithic era to the caveman days because the th- this part of our brain has evolved from that and it's evolved for our survival. So if we are always kind of seeking the easiest way out, then we're saving energy. So a caveman would be, they would pick berries from a bush that is right next to them, even though they see a bush like way far off in the distance that has way more berries and they look way better. They're like, I'm just going to get this one because it's easier and it's quicker and I'm saving time and energy, right? So why is a human brain wired to save time and energy? Because then later, if a predator or, you know, like whatever, some kind of predator, whatever predators were in the caveman days, I don't know, is, is, coming after you, then the the in theory, you have more energy physically and mentally to, to run away. And that is therefore influencing your survival. So that's one reason that like our brain loves to create habits and make things as easy as possible, kind of automate our behavior and also why we seek the easy way out. Okay. So, whoa, I just got off on such a tangent. But anyways, how are we going to make it easy for to have low or no prep meals on those busy weeknights? I'm going to list off a bunch of things. And I, I encourage you to do this as well so that you see that you have options, right? Understand that you have options. So how would you make it easy? You could pre-chop vegetables on the weekend, right? You could make a crock pot meal. You could have frozen easy foods always on hand, right? Like frozen chicken breast or chicken thighs. You can have keep some frozen vegetables, just the bags of already pre-cut frozen vegetables. Boom, throw all that in the oven on a tray or throw it all in an air fryer. And there you go. That is like easy as it gets. Throw some seasoning on there and that's a full meal. Get a bag of, get the pouches of microwavable rice 
Genuinely, that's a five-minute meal, five-minute meal. You can purchase no-prep foods like rotisserie chicken whenever you go to the grocery store, right? Have a rotisserie chicken on hand so that you can rip it up and throw, throw it in a tortilla or put it in a salad. There's so many things you can do with rotisserie chicken. P.S. I also really like canned chicken and I know some people are grossed out by it and I was grossed out by it, but it's so great for anything that you would use rotisserie chicken for particularly like chicken salad with like mayonnaise and stuff which I do chicken salad with some mayonnaise and some Greek yogurt or any kind of casserole dish that's using chicken canned chicken is bomb for okay have a list of another like idea to make it easy is have a list of better options for you to choose at fast food because just because you're going through the drive-thru doesn't mean you have to get a double cheeseburger and large fries and a milkshake, okay? There are a lot of really decent options. If you're not, oh, I just scratched my nail on my desk and it was like nail on the chalkboard type situation. Sorry for this distraction. I hate that feeling. Okay. Just because you're going through the drive-thru doesn't mean you have to get like the most extravagant meal, right? If you're not focused on being perfect, then if you go through the drive-thru and you get a side salad and a a soft taco from Taco Bell, uh, I don't know if they have side salads there actually, but they do have like these bowls with vegetables and chicken and rice and beans and all that kind of stuff. There's, there's options, fast food menus, right? If you go to Wendy's, there's the chili. You can get the chili and a small cheeseburger, the chili and a chicken nuggets. And then you have a good amount of protein. Most fast food places have side salads as options. If you go to Chick-fil-A, you could get the fried chicken nuggets and a side salad, right? Just because you're going through fast food doesn't mean you have to get like this meal that is just like going to hurt your stomach afterwards, right? So make a little list for yourself, like go through the menus and make a little list. What are some things that you could order if you're going through fast food that are more balanced way of eating, right? Another option, Home Chef, I believe it's Home Chef, now has, and a lot of these meal delivery services have these, I think it was Home Chef. I ordered it for a friend who just recently had a baby. They have an option called Fresh and Easy, and it's meals that are not like the regular home shop where you have to like chop up veggies and do all this stuff. It's like the, the meals are already ready to go and you just have to throw it in the oven. Like how easy could it get? If you can't throw it in the oven, then I can't help you. I can't help you if you can't just put it in the oven, right? It's it's so much. It's like there's so many solutions. But when we're stuck on the problem and we're stuck in that problem focused mindset, we can't see them right? So that's how you kind of go through that three question situation and kind of switch your mindset to being a little bit more solution focused. Okay, let's do another, let's go through another circumstance that people perceive as a problem that I hear a lot. And this is like, basically in general, this is like outside People that are not on your quote unquote diet or whatever the diet is you're on that are people that are not on your diet basically like sabotaging your situation is what you feel like it is. So a lot of people will say like a specific circumstance is donuts or like sweet treats in the break room at work right? People say this to me all the time. They're like, oh my gosh, there's always freaking sweets at work. Why does everybody bring it in? I wish you'd just hide it from my eyes, right? Like when we're problem focused, 
we might look at that circumstance and say like, like obviously people aren't saying it seriously. They're joking, but they'll say so-and-so is sabotaging my diet, right? I can't say no to a freaking fresh donut. I can't say no to a home-baked cookie. After the holiday season, I'll start taking care of my body or whatever it is after Valentine's Day. And then it's like after, you know, summer because of all the barbecues. And then it's after fall because of the pumpkin spice lattes. And then it goes just on and on and on and on. There's always going to be a way for you to create excuses out of these problems. And there's also always going to be a way for you to find a solution. And of course, when I say solution, I'm not saying like avoid it at all costs. I'm always thinking about a more balanced version of a solution, right? So keep that in mind, right? But I don't like thinking about it this way because it takes away all of your personal power, right? When you're looking at it this way, you are a victim to circumstance. You are controlled by what's going on around you. You, and when you're looking at things this way, you're pretty much just like a piece of paper blowing in the wind. You're going wherever the wind is is pushing you, right? So if you have goals and you have specific outcomes that you want to happen in your life, if you're just allowing all the outside circumstances to affect your behavior, you're never going to get there. You're going to end up wherever you end up. You're not going to end up where you want to end up. Does that make sense? So, you know, I think I think a nice balance of of going with the flow and also, you know, slightly guiding where you want to go and not just letting yourself blow around in the breeze based on your circumstances is a good place to live, right? So how can we switch this like donuts in the break room type scenario to a solution focused mindset, right? So let's go through the question formula. Number one, what's the solution? In my mind, a simple solution to this is to decide whether the treat will have a net positive or a net negative effect. And I saw somebody posted this on Instagram. Again, I need to start like writing down when I see these things, but I never know when they're going to pop up in my mind and I'm going to share them with you, but I don't know who posted this. (laughs) So, but the idea was, and the concept was that you decide whether or not the treat will have a net positive or a net negative effect. So by that, I mean, if it had a net positive effect, you might say, gosh, these donuts from this specific bakery are my absolute favorite. I'm going to really, really enjoy this. That's going to have a net positive effect on my life. I'm not going to feel guilty for it because, you know, this is kind of like a rare treat and I'm excited about it. It's going to have a net positive effect. So I'm going to go ahead and indulge. Or this is going to have a net negative effect, right? I, I I took one bite of this cookie and I don't really enjoy it or I already know that I don't love this treat so much. If I'm eating it, I'm just eating it just because it's there. Uh, and it's going to end up having a net negative effect, meaning like it's going to negatively impact my goals, right? And it's not something that's worth it to me to indulge in. And I'm going to lovingly say no. So to me, that's a great solution is like choosing, setting up a system for yourself to decide to either eat the thing, the donut, and be happy about it and not feel guilty about it, or lovingly say no. And side note here, I do not think it is restriction to lovingly say no to foods when you are not hungry. If it's coming from a loving place and you're like, I know that in this moment eating this cookie is not going to get me closer to where I want to be and I'm not physically hungry, 
I don't think that it is restriction to say no to that. I think it's almost like with kids, right? We understand that saying no to children is sometimes necessary, right? Coming from a loving place. If your kid wants to stay up until four in the morning playing video games the night before a big exam, you might have to lovingly say no to them because you know that that's not going to have an outcome that is pretty for anybody, right? It's just not learning some of those little bits of self-control and impulse control is important, an important part of life, right? And getting us where we want to be and and living happy, healthy, productive lives. But I do feel like with the intuitive eating movement, it has made this a little bit more difficult to see. It's made it very much a black and white issue is what I'm saying, because we understand that diet culture is not a good thing, that restricting too far is not a good thing. But at the same time, I don't think if it's a good thing to say yes to yourself every single time you want something. And this comes from my knowledge. I I used to feel differently about this until I learned about the human brain, right? And I learned about the prefrontal cortex and the brainstem and the roles of the different parts of our brain and how our brain is wired for survival and how sometimes that makes it harder to reach our goals or to live just a happy, healthy, productive life, right? So understanding about the brain has helped me realize that saying no to yourself when it's coming from a loving place is sometimes a good thing. So anyways, that was a total side tangent. But what's the solution is to basically decide whether or not it's worth it, not just say yes every single time, right? Number two, what's the lesson from that? right? In that, you might learn something about yourself. You might learn that you have a hard time saying no to things that are free, right? If somebody's giving you a meal for free, you might have a really hard time saying no to that because it feels like you're saving money. Or maybe you feel like you have a hard time saying no when everyone else is eating something. That might be something you learn to yourself. And maybe you could even learn and then you like feel bad for yourself, right? If everybody else is eating it, then you feel bad for yourself. But then you might just think, hmm, okay, well, how could I, what is the lesson from this? How could I turn this around? Maybe I can feel empowered instead because I am in control of my outcomes, not my circumstances. My circumstances don't control my behavior. I control my behavior. And so I can lovingly choose yes or no, do I want this? But it's not just out of my control, right? It's not like if it's around, I'm going to eat it. (laughs) End of story. (laughs) So that could be a lesson that you might learn from that situation. And this is a lesson I'm sharing all these because these are lessons that I've learned, right? And or that I've guided clients through. Most of them both because I had to learn these lessons first for myself before I could guide clients through this kind of transformation, right? But I found that a lot of the things that I used to struggle with, clients also struggle with, right? And number three, how could we create that easy button to follow through with that solution? So remember, the solution to this is to decide to be able to make a decision, yes or no. Do you want it or do you not? Is it have a net negative or a net positive effect? So how could you do this? How could you create an easy button to make it easier to remember that in the moment? Well, you could start by creating a list of treats that would be on that net positive list for you, right? Create a list of treats that's on your net positive and net negative, right? Like maybe if you're like, here's what's not worth it to me. Oreos, Chips Ahoy, Starburst. I'm saying things that are not worth it to me, right? Starburst are not worth it. Like I'm like, I never care about those so much. Skittles, Goldfish, 
French fries. These are all things to me that are like, it's not worth it. That's a net negative effect. I'm going to eat it and I'm going to be like, why did I eat that? I didn't really even care about that. What would have a net positive effect though, right? Create a list of those foods that you would deem worth it. And if those were in the break room, then you would want to eat them. Like maybe it's a, a homemade donut or not a homemade donut, but like a fresh bakery donut. Maybe it's a home, like homemade cookies. Maybe it's just certain kinds of cookies, right? You're like, I'm not really into chocolate chip, but like give me a white chocolate macadamia cookie. Heck yes, right? create a list so that you have an idea going in before what's going to be net negative or net positive. Another idea of an easy button is that every single time if you have a hard time taking, like not taking the food, again, if the free food is a problem for you, like feeling like it's free and that's what makes you want to take it, maybe take it and bring little Ziploc baggies, keep them in your purse and save it. So you can take the food, but just save it for later. Swap it out for your nightly dessert. That way, you're not adding on an extra treat. You're just you're just swapping out a treat. You're saving it for later and you're having that treat later. Maybe a solution for you for this might be to eat treats more regularly. And I know a lot of you are like, what? I have a podcast on this and talking about how restriction kind of makes us want that food even more. I will link it in the show notes because I'm not exactly sure right now which podcast it is or what it's titled. I'll link that one in the show notes so you can go back and listen to that. But maybe eating treats more regularly that you really love so that sugar doesn't feel like such a novelty, right? And it doesn't feel like you don't feel this obsessive, obsessive compulsion to eat it every time it's around. Maybe your easy button is that you take a walk with a friend on your break instead of just hanging out in the break room for like an hour and just like sitting there torturing yourself, staring at the, the cookies or donuts or whatever that you know are going to be in there like three days out of the week. Okay. So that's another situation. And I'm going to go over one more circumstance because this one is so big for so many people. And that is weekends. Weekends, a lot of us can have a really problem-focused mindset, right? And a problem-focused mindset around the weekend might sound like, every weekend is a shit show. I just eat junk food and I drink all weekend and I can quote-unquote be good during the week, but then I completely lose control and motivation on the weekend, right? That's like a very problem-focused way to look at the weekends. With this, though, I will say, first, you got to assess what is the real problem here, right? What is the real problem here? Because looking at that, the weekends in general aren't the actual problem. There's like some other, there's like layers of situations. So you might have to do that in certain circumstances, like find out what is the real problem. Listening to somebody, if they were to say that to me, which I used to say this to myself, number one, and I've had lots of clients say this to me, the problem sounds like a couple things, right? You want to go out to eat and kind of hang out with friends and let loose on the weekends. And a lot of times those circumstances lend themselves to not having the most balanced meals, we'll say, right? It sounds like alcohol could be a problem in this circumstance, right? Hangovers cause like the desire to just go into a greasy food coma, right? (laughs) Speaking out of personal experience here, 
that's my sitch sometimes, you know, you know. And another situation that's pretty frequent, another problem is that there's no groceries in the house, right? We go grocery shopping on Sunday. And so by Friday, you've kind of run out of food for meals. You kind of run out of vegetables. Like it's like just random stuff in the fridge, kind of hard to piece together a meal sometimes. So a problem, those might be the problems, right? Like the hangovers, the desire to kind of let loose on the weekend, and then the lack of groceries. So now that we have a real grasp on the problems, we can really dive into the solution. Which, by the way, this is one I struggled with for years. And to be honest with you, I sometimes still do. Like a couple of the struggles that I still work, like am working through is weekends. I mean, most of the weekends I do totally fine. Like most weekends are totally fine and easy for me. But it happens every once in a while, right? Like I told you about my Papa John's day yesterday. <laughs> Which I am going to eat the last piece of Papa John's in a balanced meal today. So just an FYI, that's totally possible. But I still struggle with this one sometimes. And another one I struggle with is still is a travel day coming back from a vacation. So like I'll be fine and balanced the whole vacation, but I still do sometimes the day I'm coming home. I don't know if it's just like I'm so tired by that point because like I'm, I'm I'm a true introvert through and through. So like vacation normally means a lot more people around and yada yada. And I don't know. But the day coming home from vacation is still a struggle for me and something I'm still working through. But we're about to leave for vacation and I'm going to work on that. And I have another opportunity to practice my new habits. So how wonderful is that? Every time some of these problems come up or you have now a new opportunity to practice new habits. And how freaking cool is that? Okay, so let's look at weekends again and let's do the solutions focused question formula. Number one, what is the solution to these problems? Okay, well, simple solution is less alcohol, right? Less alcohol because alcohol, again, can be a slippery slope of then greasy food and then more alcohol and like just kind of a desire to overall overindulge, right? So less alcohol, simple solution. Another simple solution, groceries on Friday, right? So if you never have groceries on the weekend, instead of picking up your groceries on Sunday, what if you pick up your groceries on Friday and you just make sure you get a few extra things for the weekend so that you have some fresh food available? Like how simple is that solution? How simple is that solution? But I understand sometimes it's hard to remember it in the moment. So that's what I'm here for, to help you. And another solution, when you're hanging with friends, instead of deciding that that's just gonna be like a blow it and eat whatever the heck you want, maybe you choose your indulgences when you're hanging with friends or going to a party or going to a social gathering or going out to eat, yada, yada. So what's a lesson that you could gather from this? The second question, what's the lesson? Well, a lesson you might learn about yourself is if protein and vegetables aren't available, you won't go out of your way to find them or eat them. <laughs> That's certainly the case for me, which is why I know this about myself and I know that I have to have them available, right? Another lesson you might learn about yourself looking back on the past is that hangovers and alcohol creates that type of slippery slope circumstance where you end up just eating whatever the heck is available and you just end up like ordering an Uber Eats, ordering Papa John's, whatever. Hangovers are kind of leading to your nutrition 
just falling downhill and tumbling down to the bottom until it crashes and explodes into five million pieces. <laughs> you like that visual? And number three, what are some easy buttons to help you think about your highest self and what you want most on the weekends, right? So the easy buttons to get to those solutions. You might decide if you're limiting your alcohol to only chill that amount of alcohol you decide you decided on. So if you decided on you're only gonna have four white claws on Friday night and that's it, that's your alcohol for the weekend, you're only gonna put four white claws in the fridge. I repeat, do not have 21 white claws in the fridge, cold and ready to go, if you only wanna have four. That's such an easy button, right? Because a lot of time you're not gonna drink a warm white claw and it's weird to like pour it out and pour it out over ice, right? Like almost make it, you're almost creating a little barrier for yourself. So you make it easier to stick with what you wanna stick with, right? Maybe to make it super easy to get those groceries on Friday, you here's an easy button for your groceries. You automatically set up grocery delivery or pickup on Friday. You pick up your groceries from Walmart and then you're good to go, right? If you, an easy button for the restaurant situation or if you're hanging with friends, again, kind of like we did with the last one, choose what's going to have the net negative and the net positive effect. Make some little lists or choose your food ahead of time. If you're going to a restaurant, look at the menu ahead of time and decide what you're going to eat and be like, okay, well, I definitely want the chips and queso. That's definitely happening. So then my meal, I'm going to have something that's a little bit less indulgent, like maybe a, a piece of fish and vegetables, like fajita, fajita shrimp and veggies or something like that, you know? Choose your food ahead of time. And another easy button, if you're going to a party or some sort of social situation, you can be the one to bring protein and veggies because you know everybody else is going to be like bringing chips and dip and desserts and all that kind of stuff. You could bring chicken skewers with vegetables on it. You could bring a veggie platter. You could bring a fruit platter. You could bring a, a veggie side. You could bring something like that, right? Bring that and then that way you can have a balanced meal available. There you go. You have created an easy button. Oh my gosh, this was a long, this is kind of a long one for me. So I hope that this was helpful. Changing my mindset from problem focused to solution focused it's probably been like the number one game changer in my life, the biggest mindset shift that I've made that's really helped me achieve the things that I want to achieve or at the very least move closer to them each and every day. So if you did this activity with me and you actually got out the piece of paper and wrote down what your problem was and wrote down your solution, your new solution-focused mindset, I would love, love, love to hear from you and hear about that. That would make my day. It would be so much fun to hear about it. So if you want to share with me, you can message me on Instagram and let me know you listen to this podcast and let me know your solution. I will be so so, so happy to hear that. So again, my Instagram is bright like Chels. I'll put that in the show notes. And with this strategy, I just want to remind you that pen to paper is the best way to do it, right? Get out your journal and actually write it down on a piece of paper. It makes such a difference. I don't know why, but it just really does. That pen to paper really solidifies things, at least for me. So maybe if you're the same way, this could be helpful for you. And one quick reminder before you go, please 
take the time to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. I am so truly grateful that you are here and listening, and it just makes my day to just see the ratings and reviews and to bring you value and to know that this stuff is actually helping you and making a difference in your life. So that is it for our first podcast of 2021. I hope that this helps you start off the new year with a bang and I will see you next time. Bye.